and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast. 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brian McDonald, and I'm joined with 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Polares. This morning, we're previewing the 49ers primetime matchup against the Seattle Seahawks in week 15. The team has been working on a short week this week with the game being on Thursday. Lindsay, can you take us through a timeline of this week and how the 49ers have prepared for the matchup? Yeah, Bri, I think uh, it's a week where you start behind and it's it's not really anybody's fault. It's just a four-day work week uh, here with the San Francisco 49ers. So um, the number one priority per Kyle Shanahan was to simply get everybody's bodies right, uh, make sure recovery and rest were top of mind. So the players had Monday off and had a little bit of a later start Tuesday, again, just to be able to sleep in and get that much needed rest. Um, there was a later practice um, in the bowl um, of Levi Stadium. This is the first practice of the week. Normally, we don't see players in on Tuesdays, but again, wheels up on Wednesday for Seattle. So it's just it's a lot of work and game planning to pack into a small amount of time. Um, also heard from the head coach that none of the practices are going to be full speed. So the first time that this team is going to go full speed is actually going to be on game day. Definitely something different than what we're used to seeing, but all you can expect when uh, when you've got a Thursday night matchup. Quarterback Brock Purdy actually talked about turning the page to a game plan for Seattle after the Buccaneers game. Here's what he had to say ahead of the team's first day of practice on Tuesday. I think, you know, Kyle did such a good job of just getting everyone's attention after the game. Like, man, we can celebrate this next week, you know, after we get through this Thursday night game. Um, it's a quick turnaround. You know, our bodies have to recover as soon as possible, and then we got to be able to literally play another game in four days. So um, I feel like it started with him and his leadership. Getting, every, getting everyone's attention has been great. Um, but for myself, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I don't want to get caught up in all this noise and, and stuff. And, and then all of a sudden we play Thursday night and I'm not prepared like I need to be. So um, it's definitely been a challenge in terms of getting the body right and then moving on. And now we already have install meetings and everything and getting ready for Thursday. But at the same time, Seattle has to do the same thing. It feels like so much time has passed since week two of the season when the 49ers last played the Seahawks and so much has changed. Listen in as defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans shares an initial scouting report of the Seahawks offense and how their offense has evolved since the beginning of the season. I think the offense from where it's changed from when we first played these guys, it's opened up a lot more. I feel like they're taking uh, a lot more shots downfield and, and completing a lot. They're a very explosive offense with, with DK and Lockett. Those guys can, they can take the top off of defense. So we have our hands full. They're always a tough matchup. We know this team is going to come out. They're going to, they're going to play physical. They're going to compete. So it's uh, it's always a fun matchup when the Niners and, and Seahawks get together. So D'Amico Ryans talked about Seattle's explosive offense with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But if we dive in and take a look at the Seahawks' performance over the course of the season, the 49ers' defense actually limited Seattle's offense the most out of every opponent they've faced so far. What's going to be the key for the 49ers to replicate that same performance this time at Lumen Field? Yeah, Bree. So essentially, you would like a copy and paste of that performance in week two, a pretty dominating win over Seattle, 27 to 7. 
uh, win at Levi Stadium. I believe the run game was limited to under 40 yards and then the passing game limited to under 200 receiving yards. So numbers that the 49ers would definitely like to replicate in week 15. But like you said, a lot has changed from week two to week 15. Um, We've definitely had some injuries on the 49ers side, also some recoveries. Uh, Jimmy Ward is now back into the fold. He did not play in week two. So definitely somebody you want in your secondary, uh, especially when you are defending against guys like DK Metcalf and also Tyler Lockett. We're definitely going to need lockdown defense from Tarverius Ward and Diamador Lenore and just that entire secondary group because the Seattle Seahawks like to lean heavily into the passing game. They're top five in yards per pass attempt and also top five in passing touchdowns. Uh, So definitely going to have to play sound defense if the team wants the same results that they got in week two. All right, so the 49ers are coming off of their first practice of the week and are now set to travel to Seattle today. Can you share what you've learned as far as personnel updates? What's the latest on team injuries and maybe the most recent roster moves? So there's definitely been some updates to the laundry list of injuries sustained by the 49ers. And we'll start with quarterback Brock Purdy. He's actually dealing with separate oblique and rib injuries, and he is day-to-day headed into Thursday night's matchup. If he can play through the injuries, uh, Kyle Shanahan said that game action shouldn't make Purdy's injuries any worse. Um, We got a little bit of a timetable for Debo Samuel. He's dealing with an MCL sprain and an ankle sprain. But it sounds like he is going to be able to make a return at some point during the regular season. On Tuesday, we heard from Shanahan, who said three-ish weeks on his timetable. So if that really pans out with no setbacks, it's possible that we could see Debo Samuel in time for that final Arizona Cardinals game in Week 18. So hopefully, uh, good news on the way, more good news on the way with him. Um, Then we have running back Christian McCaffrey, who was limited with a knee defensive lineman, Eric Armstead, limited with a foot and ankle. Same thing with Kerry Hyder for an ankle injury and Ambry Thomas. All four of those guys were limited in practice. So was Brock Purdy. And then we had the people that were expected to be sidelined from practice on Tuesday. That includes Tarverius Moore, Jimmy Garoppolo, Hassan Ridgeway, Debo Samuel, and Sam Womack, who's in concussion protocol. Don't expect to see any of those guys in Thursday's game. Then we had uh, an unfortunate update to cornerback Dante Johnson. He has suffered a torn ACL. He's going to be out for the remainder of the season. And the entire organization is wishing him a speedy recovery. Again, just an unfortunate injury to come out of that week 14 matchup. Obviously, wide receiver Debo Samuel will not be active in Thursday's game against Seattle as he'll be working through his injuries. But with such a key player missing from San Francisco's offense, who's going to have to step it up and support Brock Purdy? Yeah, I think it's going to be a big game for Juwan Jennings and Ray Ray McLeod. I know that we all love to look to Juwan as third in Juwan, but I know the team is wanting him to step it up and be an every down wide receiver. Same thing with Ray Ray McLeod. His specialty is obviously special teams. He's the punt and kick returner, but 
definitely going to have more opportunities in this upcoming matchup. And then Danny Gray had his first NFL reception in that week 14 game. He's a guy that we could possibly see more of in Seattle as well. So there's definitely people that can step up. It's just about who's going to get those opportunities come Thursday. An interesting stat that helps the 49ers in the week 15 matchup is that the Seahawks have the second worst yards after the catch defense in the NFL. So hopefully the 49ers yak brothers such as George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, and even like you said, Jawan Jennings can pull some weight for San Francisco on Thursday. Okay, so before we wrap up this episode, we have to talk about Pro Bowl voting. Lindsay and I actually caught up with former San Francisco 49ers and former Seattle Seahawks player Richard Sherman in a Thursday night football media availability, and we asked him who he thinks deserves their first trip to the Pro Bowl this year, and here's what he had to say. Ooh, Dre, Dre, big play Dre, no question, Uh, over and beyond. I mean, he deserves it. more than anybody. He's playing lights out. Uh, he's always overshadowed. I think he, he deserves it uh, and he deserves it now and I hope he gets it. It was so great to hear from him and we'll see him again on the broadcast for Amazon Prime's Thursday Night Football. But Lindsay, who would be your number one pick to the Pro Bowl games this year? Honestly, I think I'm just going to piggyback off of what Sherman said. I would love to see big play Dre get his first Pro Bowl nod. I'm so happy that following that week 14 game against the Buccaneers, he really got some shine. I think Fred Warner started the call uh, to get Dre to the Pro Bowl, among other people. But it's just been great to finally see him get the spotlight these last few days. He's been playing lights out this entire season. He's had two 15 tackle games and then had a fumble recovery touchdown against Miami, and then the pick last week. He's definitely a crucial part of the 49ers linebacker core, and I'd love to see him get his first Pro Bowl nod. I know that that's definitely the consensus in the locker room, so hopefully that all pans out for him. And yeah, I love it. So many Niners definitely deserve to make their way to the Pro Bowl games this year. So faithful, make sure you vote for your favorite 49ers players before this Thursday, December 15th, as that is the last day to submit your votes. The voting will end at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you could cast your votes on Twitter and at 49ers.com. All right, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me. That'll do it for today. Don't forget to check out the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast on all platforms to hear exclusive one-on-one interviews with 49ers players, alumni, and staff. For more information on the latest team updates, check out the news on 49ers.com. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify, and you can hear from us again for a game recap on Friday morning. Thanks for tuning in.